words. You know, like you hear everything would go to your mouth, you know, and everybody taste it and sounds and you know, kids are just just amazed. You don't know what their minds are like tripping on L S D looking at the light above their their crib or something. So your body you know, there'd be all this living going on through the different senses and the mental sense hadn't developed much. It was just trying to figure out to keep the nerves and the motors drives and yeah. It was sort of downloading to get but then if you notice sooner or later in, in what you would call your life there was a there was a either a very quick or slow transition from living to it, to having an interpretation of living really yeah. so the living of feeling hearing seeing tasting touching you know feeling the wind blow by hearing the bird or the, like today there was a soft rain around here which was a very nice sound so I get sat there in my room and I just listened to the sound of the rain because it hadn't happened for months here yeah? stuff like that well that started to get underappreciated and then it was the interpretation about what you saw what you felt what you heard what you tasted became more dominant yeah so the event itself became a precursor to an interpretation of the event a mental interpretation so the brain started interpreting what seemingly the senses had picked up and in a way then then the interest and attention that was flooding through the other gates started just being occupied here yeah just going around and around in circles about what did she mean by saying hello to me you know for months and months and months this all this stuff started to happen and it produced in some of us a very very uh, concentrated irritability restlessness or discontent or as Buddha said this, that the source of all everything is you know what's happening is suffering and suffering or the word for it dukkha has different meanings than we have it's more like a malaise you know like this under, undercurrent of dissatisfaction some of irritability something's not right yeah and the mental state takes it upon itself to figure it out which is it's the problem and so now it's trying to find a solution always always missing the biggest thing that it's the problem yeah so it goes out it's like dracula goes out and hunts for vampires and kills them all but just realize he's the king of the vampires yeah so the mental state now becomes like in uh, recovery we talk about it playing god yeah so it starts playing god so it starts telling us how we were how we're going to be how we are how they were, how they're going to be, how they are, and on and on and on and on. And that, dis- that, that underlying dissatisfaction or suffering can get acute, let's say with people who fall into addictions, the suffering gets acute, and so they look for relief. And let's say they look for relief in all the wrong places, in a sense. Some people look for relief in shopping, some people look for relief in doing drugs and alcohol, and the dilemma is the relief that's produced by that doesn't produce relief it produces a temporary let's say satiation but it increases the thirst so like if I shot coke just hypothetically (laughs) if I shot cocaine let's say and it was very good coke I do a shot and then I'd I'd be enjoying it for like 15 minutes and then I do another shot but the interval between shots got shorter and shorter 
So where I was just there shooting it, basically, getting over there and then doing it again. It was, there was no enjoyment. It was just, it had a life of its own. Yeah. So, and all those addictions, I believe, are trying to cure, let's say, the primary addiction, which is the mental states, not you, but the mental states, addiction with a you, a you. So it presents life based on a you, and it takes it even further. It now, it suddenly the A drops off, and now it's you, and then it gets crowned a special kingly or queenly position called me, <laughs> which separates you from all the other yous, and now you're in your own little private Idaho, you know? And shit happens in there for some of us. Pretty intense fucking hellish suffering and you may not even notice it from the outside the circumstances doesn't have to match it yeah people like if if you take a a, a typical alcoholic head if you drop it into heaven it'd be hell in a day it would fucking find fault in heaven quickly you know what I mean I want more heaven (laughs) I want heaven you know it would just go on and on because see the agitation though it says it's looking for relief isn't the agitation is its inherent nature. The mental state is agitated. Yeah? You can boil it down to a simple statement of selfing, which is a mental process, and the mental process claims every other process, like your seeing, your hearing, your feeling, your tasting, the thinking, the feeling, all like this, and claims it to facilitate a bondage of mind, big M mind, big M, like spacious, blah, blah, blah. A bondage of that to an idea of being a self. So a bondage of that to this idea of being this. Now, the idea of being this can't erase the attributes of that, so what it does is it claims to have the attributes. So now people are saying they're conscious, they're seeing, they're feeling, but basically... The body just facilitates feeling. It's not what's feeling. Because I remember when I was young, my uh, Uncle Fred passed away. And my mother took me to the wake. And uh, there was an open casket. And she said, you want to say goodbye to Uncle Fred? I said, not necessarily. You know, I don't really want to. But she grabbed, dragged me up there. And when I looked at the body, I had an incredible direct hit. That's not Uncle Fred. I mean, it was obvious. So obvious. There was no thought. There was no thought about it. It was direct knowledge. That ain't Uncle Fred. Now, in hindsight, years and years later, I figured why I thought Uncle Fred was the body because I thought I was the body, obviously. Yeah? So when I'm identified as a body, I see everything else as a body. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's sort of like uh, there's an old book they talk about the arrogance of man and they look at evolution from the jellyfish's point of view. And so, if the jellyfish had self-centeredness, when it arrived on the evolutionary scale, it would think it was the king of creation. <laughs> there was nothing to jellyfish is the, is the best just because it's the jellyfish thinking it. You know what I mean? So, this, this obsession with self is pretty incredible. <laughs> we call ourselves the king of what crown of creation. <laughs> so, who told us that? <laughs> We've made it up. <laughs> <laughs> we write our own publicity. <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah, we're it. <laughs> oh, do you have any authoritative declaration? Yeah, me. 
or some old person year a thousand years ago said it. I guarantee, you know. So, so all right. So selfing is a mental process, and what it attempts to produce seemingly. See the word here is seemingly. If you go home, look at the dictionary. Look at seemingly. It means it appears to be true or false to you. This is the whole situation. So. It, and it means every it. Everything appears true or false to us. Which, what does that imply? It implies everything has no inherent value, obviously. Because if it had an inherent value, it would override our opinion of it, and it would impose its value on us. But ultimately, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. Yeah, Not you and I as this, but you and I through this. See? Yeah, yeah. So, all right, so the, the selfing is the, produces, it's like the act of being identified as. Yeah? It's not a verb and a noun. It's not like the act of being identified as a self. The self, there is no self. So it's the act of, identif- of being identified as a self. It's a whole verb. It just, what it does, it, pr- it, it produces a story that you're a someone as a body, and it reinforces it constantly with the thought system, because the thought system is, most people would say it's based on self-centeredness. So the thought system is based on you as a body. When you're thought about, your thought, you're never going to be found through thought or after thought. You, you're at before thought. You're prior to thought. You're never going to be caught by thinking about you. You're never going to capture what you are by thinking about you, ever, ever. You may be able to realize what I'm constantly thinking of isn't me, and maybe you'll get a, like, a, like a blind boomerang back into reality, but you're never going to know thyself through thought. There's no freaking way. Because the thought system pictures you as a body. When it thinks about you, it's usually in time, obviously. Yes? And the living event is now. And now is even being co-opted. It's, uh, people believe that's a certain time in time. It isn't. Now is just always that way, yeah? But the thought system is drenched in time, and so it thinks about you in the past, like a second ago, or an hour ago, or five years ago. And every time it thinks about you, the brain pictures you as a body. That's how it sees you. And when, it, when you're worrying about you or getting excited about you in the future, it's picturing you as a body then. Yeah? And so what happens is the thought system happens now, but it, has, it doesn't have any value with now because it uses now to think about yesterday and tomorrow. That's what it does about you. Or, and anything else you think about in relation to you. It's just always you. So, the thought system remembers you. When you listen to the thought system, you'll remember you at yourself as a body right now. And when you're worrying about the future, you're remembering yourself as a body now. And what you are can never be remembered because it can never be forgotten. It's always here. It never leaves the room so that you have to pick, oh, I remember Paul was here earlier. There's none of that. It's never left. It doesn't go anywhere. It's all there is. Yeah? So, it doesn't need to be remembrance. <laughs> it doesn't. 
But the mental state needs constant remembrance. That's why most of the shenanigans that started to unfold as we grew as a body come from the memory system. Like they say, every time you remember an event, the only thing you remember is a memory of it. You never go back to the event itself because it hasn't happened. This is all there is. What? Yes. This is just a giant magician's trick. And we're the magician, and we just fucking refuse to get that, and we keep thinking we're something else. It's not we think sensing we're something else. No. Yeah? The feeling is produced after the thinking about you. The real sense of what you are is not of a body. When you close your eyes, the sense isn't you stop behind the cheekbone. Really? You know what I mean? Or like, this is all I am. I got this like eight inches by nine inch space. That's where I reside. Give me a break. Anytime you close your eyes, it's like you're in a giant space. Yes? I mean, these are the, these are the constant examples and we just override them. Override them. Like I go, I'm in recovery. Go to meetings quite a lot. And a lot of times I'm at a meeting, and what happens at a meeting is people who seem to have the same affliction of alcoholism or addiction, we gather together and we share our experiences, our thoughts, our feelings. Yep. So when I first went to an AA meeting, I, I was like a very thick-shelled M&M, baby. All the chalk was melted. It was just fucking... I was so, I had a huge shell of terminal uniqueness where nothing could get to me, but I couldn't get out either, you know? So, and the thing was, I didn't, I, no one felt like I felt. No one ever thought like I thought. And no one did the heinous things that I did. And I come into these groups, yeah? And I start listening to people for a few months, and I identify with their, what they're talking about, and I realize... How can these thoughts be mine if all of these people have them? <laughs> you know what I mean? We're, we're all talking as if we have the same, same space helmet on <laughs> with a different movie on the visor. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's the, it's the exact same programming. Maybe your antenna's a little higher than the other antenna or it's pointing a different direction, but it's basically the same. So what happened then when I realized these aren't my thoughts, what ensued? Relief from the thoughts. So you reverse engineer, you, you reverse engineer from this relief or from the solution and then you'll know the problem. If I feel this incredible relief and there's been like a, there's been a space that's been found out between me and thoughts, then it must be the, like the, the claustrophobicness of the thoughts as being mine and about me that's causing the disease. Yes, obviously. It's like if you had a rash and you didn't know what it was and you get ointments and you put an ointment on. Maybe you believe one of them worked, but nothing happens so you just get put more on and then take a bath in it because you got this fucking old idea. This is what I have, but if you're open to find out, you get a couple of ointments and then you put one on and the rash leaves and you go, what... I must have had, read the ointment tin. Psoriasis. I had psoriasis. Oh, fucking far out. You know what I mean? I didn't get it that directly, but I got it from the solution. So the, most of the people in recovery, 
they believe, they have an assumption that, oh yeah, self is what defeated me. But when they find out, <laughs> it's a much different event than just having a hope or an understanding. You get the sense felt relief. Yeah? And you know the problem from the solution. So, if the solution is selfing, I mean, if the problem in selfing, or its solution, basically, what it calls its solution, is the act of being identified, you may not know that you're under its sway. In other words, you may, you may not know the parasite has captured you, and you may be so far advanced in the capture that every time it expresses through you, you call them your expressions, that's being identified as the parasite, yeah? or identified as this, or whatever it may be. And if you see that, just maybe start entertaining the idea, and you start seeing it, what comes, what, what dawns on, your, on the landscape of your mind, almost instantaneously. If I'm not that, I can be free of it. Fucking far out. Instead of trying to be free as it, which I feel a lot of people are attempting to do with spiritual practices, when you see, when you entertain, when you see it's great, but when you entertain that you're not that, in other words, you're not the thinker of the thoughts, yeah? you're not the object of the thoughts, the body is, you're not, yeah? all this stuff, when you see that it's not about you, what happens is you lose interest in it, because your major drive is it's about you. <laughs> so when you see that, the next possibility that had been stalled for years, searching for the truth, dawned on me, like in no time at all. I can be free from it. I was trying the newest plan to be free as it. <laughs> I've been trying to get this fucking thing spiritual for years. Spending 13 hours meditating in Thailand and doing strange postures and having incredible weird treatments and fuck it. And this thing's pretty resilient. It would just bounce back. You could do 8,000 hours of meditation and it can use every one of them to do what? Emphasize the meditator, which is the self. Yes? So all this stuff that you believe you're doing to get out of something is reinforcing the fucking idea you're in it. It could be. I'm not saying it's always the case, because meditation as an expression is great. Meditation as a path, no fucking way. Because the, the, the mental state will claim it easily. It doesn't care if it's 5,000 years old, doesn't care if it comes in in robes and a loving gaze, it claims everything, and it will make it about you. And you, the, the you that you're not. See, this is to me is the bondage. So the selfing is an activity. Its main drive is to be a self. Yeah? It wants to be an aware, conscious body. It doesn't want to be a body. It actually hates the body in most cases. But it doesn't want to be not a body because it wants to be the middleman that weds the consciousness with the body, which is the mental state. It wants to be the idea that you have of yourself. Yeah? It wants that, unbelievably. But it can't produce the goods because, unfortunately or fortunately, you are something else already. Not a body, but you are. Yeah? So the self in tries to become a self. So that's a desire underneath all of its activity. It can never fulfill the mission, so it's in constant angst. Yeah? 
It's trying to be a self, but all it can do is produce. It can only convince the big M mind that it's a self. And it can only do it on a seeming level. In other words, if the mind wakes up, there's the, the gig's over. And it can only get away with it in a certain amount of time. Yeah? It can't get away with it in timelessness because the obviousness is that you're not as this in timelessness. But in time, you can seem to be this. Yeah? So it always has its desire to become. And then what it says, it's tricky as hell. It assumes something. It assumes that you're something you don't want to be. <laughs> like a loser or I'm not pretty or something like that. And so then it's also, so it goes both ways like a slinky. The one is desire to become, and then it, it gets pulled into desire not to, not to be something. So, I don't want to be a loser, and I want to be a winner. <laughs> but when you play, when you have this little de- deal with the devil, you cannot get out of the duality of it. You can't. You can't. You cannot. If you believe you achieve something, you also have the belief that you can lose it. That's not peace. That's not your re- that's not reality. That's a conditional interpretive idea about reality. It's reality entertaining duality. And then trying to find itself in duality without it's like you no matter how many times you cut a coin, it's gonna be two sides. You can't cut a you can't have one side of a coin. It doesn't matter how many that you're going to have two sides. This is what happens. So when you believe I've, I've achieved the highest heights, I'm betting you you're going to fucking fall down the cliff because as soon as you take a position, it's going to erode. Yeah, it has to sooner or later. That's why these people who are experts in their fields. I remember there was an article once. There was like seven experts. One was a juicing expert, and he died by a coconut falling out of a tree. Another person was she wrote books on how to die gracious, living how to die graciously. I heard she went kicking and screaming. Yeah, you can't. It doesn't work. Any position is going to have a contrary. Yeah. So now you, as a position, can't get out of a position. Whereas you see, we come self, can't get out of self. They have a topic and they go, oh, expectations produce disappointments and this and that. And then they start saying, I've got to get out of expectations. That's an expectation. They expect that it would get much greater if it gets. You can't get out of self as a self. You can't use mind to seek mind. You are mind. It's a different, it's a no way way. Yeah? It's a no way way. It's not one movement at all. Yeah. It's be- prior to all the movements. That's why it's escaping us. Because we never, when we look back, we look back from here. Instead of when we look back, we notice that's where we are. We always look back from here. The reference is very stubborn, your self centered reference. Yeah. So when St. Francis says, you, what's looking is what you're looking for, we're like this. We're trying to find, all right, if I, I'm not, not really interested. You're never going to see what's seeing, ever. What a relief. There's no need to be liberated. You, as that, is never going to be liberated. You're going to be liberated when you pass away. You are. But you won't be there to even fucking write, you know... 
left my body. No, you're not going to be there to tell your little Facebook community you left your body. It's not going to happen. That voice that's talking is condition is connected totally with the body. It's not your eternal soul that's taken a vocal cord voice. Give me a freaking break. The arrogance of self-centeredness. You ever see the movies? Like there was a movie I think with Nicolas Cage. He's an eternal angel. He decides he wants to give up his wings to have a, to have an affair with Meg Ryan. Fucking unbelievable. <laughs> Like, in, like whoever, what eternal celestial being? Oh yeah, I wanna. And you know, oh it'll be great when I marry her. But what about the divorce five years later? You don't know. You're not in time, old angel. Wait till you get into time. That piece you think is all there is will be something maybe lacking every other second. Yeah, you'll be busily trying to produce what can't be produced because the time will make it seem like it's not here, and then get you to buy into this, but it could be here. The fact is, it's all, this is the only here there is. So this is more about, alright, let's find out what I'm not. Instead of, oh, let's go on the lifelong journey to find out who I am. This is going to be longer than that. <laughs> Seriously. Ask your first girlfriend or boyfriend. They'll tell you exactly who you are. What? Oh, I don't want to hear the exactly. To them, you're an asshole. Well, I'll go to another one. Yes? Oh, sure. No, it's just, it's just much simpler. It needs, in time, you see, in time it can seemingly be forgotten. So that's why we have meetings every week. Seriously. Why is it so hard to grasp? Well, because there's something trying to grasp it. That's why. <laughs> what? I don't even need an opinion. I have my own. Yes, don't worry. You've been cataloged already. Yes, over there. <laughs> totally. When these people say, oh, "I got to get over judging," your head is judging every second of the day. It's it's based on binary. It's based on comparison. But you're not. That is where the solution lies. The idea of no thought isn't that there's no thoughts. There's no thinker of the thoughts. Yeah. The idea of non-action doesn't mean you don't do anything. It's like an action occurs and there's no act of being identified as the doer of the action. Yes, that's where it is. Every time we hear stuff that has, we make, we, we, we frame it in our understanding, which is doing and having. So when someone says, oh, I remember this one book I read from a teacher. It was a transcription of talks, and he had a four-page soliloquy of non, about non-doership. It was really beautiful. Then the next paragraph was student, and the student goes, I really got what you said, now what do I do? It's, it's unfucking believable You see? The referencing is so strong, you don't even know that your first, your first look has already been doctored. It's always been, already been hijacked, yeah? They're seeing and looking. What most of us are doing now is looking. We're looking from a self-centered point of view. So we see things in a peculiar way, which is everything, how it pertains to me. That's a, a form of looking. And it's actually the act of being blind to the seeing. That's how we stay blind. We have so much confidence in how we think and see which is a form of looking, we miss what's actually seen. 
So this isn't about starting where we are and then finding the truth. It's starting where we are and questioning that, and then the truth will be found out. Yeah, because you're right above it, you're right over it, you're like the you're like the, the thin veneer of mentalness right over it. Yeah. So this is sort of like what I am is the seeing of what I'm not. Yeah. When I get to see what I'm not, that's just, that's what I am. Am I ever gonna see it? No, but I'm the seeing. You see, it's usually different. I'm not going to know the truth, but the truth will know everything through me. Yeah. yeah, it's different. It's different, but I'll tell you, after the years of doing whatever I did, this this became the last answer. I heard it, I could feel it in my gut, and it was I knew it before I ever thought about it. I finally said, okay. And then I entertained some ideas. I did this, I did that. And the mind unfurled like a flag that had been fucking put into a duffel bag. A mental little straitjacket. It unfurled. Yeah? And then I knew serenity and I understood peace. Not as a topic, not as a conceptual construct, but as a sense felt event. Yeah? Clarity. Just incredible open space. And it brings some leavening here. Yeah, so you can actually be in Saturday, the Saturday you're in, seemingly. <laughs> you know? I mean, my big goals are, hey, getting a good latte, really. <laughs> that's, that's all. I don't have much drive anymore. My pursuit of happiness is I forgot. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm just, I just say, fuck it. <laughs> that wasn't me. It's just been produced by the un, like the... <clears throat> The eroding of a false facade. Yeah, that's all. I'm trying to get into a moment I was never out of. Yes, exactly. Paul, what precedes the mind or the self? The self uses the mind, or the mind uses the self to make the mind feel more. The, the big M mind precedes everything. The self isn't a self, it's just an activity. Understood. So yeah, selfing. So it can't, it isn't anything other than an activity. It needs our conviction in it, our belief in it, our interest in it, to make it seem so. So this isn't little mind, my biological brain we're talking about. Yes, we are, that's the little mind. The big mind is, is what needs to be convinced of something. <clears throat> For a little beer, it doesn't get convinced of anything. It fall, It's sort of like a big camera, a huge camera with a giant aperture, with, with automatic lenses and tints and everything. So there's always a, like a kaleidoscopic event, and then it's walking around, and it sees this little camera, and so it decides to look through and see what it looks like through the little camera. And let's say, as it looked through the little camera, it entertained a crazy idea, hey, maybe I'm the little camera, yeah? So now its giant open aperture is defined by the cheap browning little aperture, you know what I mean? It's all on automatic, there's no manual in the little camera. <laughs> and then <laughs> there's only one lens and it's tinted yellow. So you see everything awash with that. Yeah? And so there you are, there you are. And then the insane thing is the little camera comes up with an idea about the big camera and goes searching for the big camera. Yeah? <laughs> All the while emphasizing the little camera as the reality. Yeah? 
or every moment, the mental state's using your seeking to emphasize who's seeking. Yeah? Okay? And so, but that's not what, that doesn't work. What would happen is if you entertain, hey, I may not be this little camera. Yeah? What would happen? The big camera could draw back, and as soon as it saw it, it would hit, have a hit, I'm not that. Yeah? And then immediately, it wouldn't be, all right, I've got to go to aperture school, and I've got to work my aperture. I need some physical therapist to get my aperture. No, it could just open up, <coughs> and you realize it's not becoming awake. It's waking up to the awakeness. Yeah? It's not an event that you're going to have. It's waking up to the awakeness, basically. The awakeness is a prior state, beyond state. Yeah? It's not going to be produced. It can be mimicked, which is why the mental state does. Yeah? But a lot of people who have a mimic of it, they immediately, they tend to have weeks later the feeling that they've lost it. So I had it. I had this incredible clear moment, but now I've lost it. Somehow they're written into, I did something or didn't do something to lose it. That's not it. It's like dog shit awareness. Yeah? It's the ordinary awareness of, oh, I went to the toilet. You know, it's like, it's always what's looking. It doesn't have to have a guise on or a ceremony, a ritual. If you like them, they're great. But it doesn't need any additions. It's just what's looking. Actually, what's seen. Yeah. Well, the thing for me is it. <laughs> well, again, we're on this conveyor belt on time, so things can change. So, to me, at one point, prayers were important, and now they're not important. Yeah, meditation seemed like a great idea. Now I don't see it as a great idea. I feel more meditated. Okay. Well, and I guess I. I In other words, you know. I, let me. <laughs> What I think about is I think that with the 11th step, just being more connected and aware of everything that's going on in the world now. Yeah. In the moment. With me, with you, with everybody here. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because I don't really, I'm not a prayer meditation person. Yeah. Never really been. But that's not the vehicle. That's not going to get you there. Well, let's say what's there in this play may want to use those vehicles. Right. But at one point, it should step out of the vehicle, yeah, and realize it's that it's the present awareness, yeah, and it's more like a, a relaxed awareness, not a concentrated focus. You're just open, yeah. You're awake. The eleventh step to me is more about the present awareness rather than the prayer meditation and all that stuff. Yeah. See, in, there's a point in recovery where it says. Our daily reprieve from the, the angst of this freaking mental parasite is uh, is contingent on it's contingent on the maintenance of your spiritual condition. Okay, so all right, so in the act of being identified as a self, you're in a body condition, a mental body condition. That's the condition you're starting from, and that's your reference point. Yeah. Now that. For it to proceed to get it, it's the only way it can entertain a spiritual condition is to get it, like an attribute. I'm going to have to get me some of that spirituality, whatever, yeah, and add it to the mental, physical body because I know I'm this. But what would happen if you saw the back doorway that you're not this, 
then you, it may dawn on you that you are what they imply by the statement spiritual condition. You are that which in another identification you have to seek to maintain. You are that and in knowledge of that it maintains itself. Like you're awake to being awake. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, that's what I'm... Yeah, exactly. To me, that's 11th But see, the thing is, <coughs> at different points, things can be really, really helpful, and then they'll probably reach a point when they're not, and it's good to have the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah? Yeah? So if I meditate now, it's usually for physical conditions. They tell me, <laughs> you got the body needs to breathe and this and that. I'm not sitting there thinking I'm going to reach somewhere. <laughs> how can I reach where I am? It'd be important. <laughs> and how am I going to emphasize or blow it up? I, it's not like the picture's big enough. Because I don't have to become the photographer. I want to blow this one up. No. Just fucking... It's, it's incessantly on. It's incessantly on. I swear. Yeah. Incessantly on. And it will start... Your little prefab partitions of time and space. <laughs> It'll all get washed out. It'll all get looser. It'll get... what All of that's the foreground will move back and the background, which is the space, will move into the foreground. What? Oh, yeah. 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 There you go. And don't keep it as an act anyway. Anything can be meditation, if you call it that. But I'm not, you know, to me, whatever. <laughs> I just see the mental state will tend to use whatever it comes in contact with and try to use it to emphasize it. Yeah? So, like, in Buddhism, they have this thing, the Eightfold Noble Path. First, they have the Four Noble Truths, and then they have the Eightfold Path, let's say. So, the Four Noble Truths is suffering... What's causing his desire? To me, it's desire to become and unbecome, really. That's the root of it all. And that's the selfie. And then it's okay, we got to get, get out of the desire, whatever, and, then, and do this. Eightfold noble path. And it's, uh, they have eight statements. And if you look at it as a linear process, the first one is right view, and then it's right seven others. Right livelihood, right understanding, right meditation, right, 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 right. Yeah? Now, most of us, the way we're identified, we believe we can do shit to produce the right view. But the, the rightness of the view installs itself into the activity. It's not produced by activity. See, if it was, they would have said the right view as the number eight. They would have had right livelihood, right meditation, right understanding. Suddenly you arrive at right view. But no, right view is it. And then the others as an expression of the view, not as a way to achieve the view. Yeah. This is so, it's a, it seems so simple. It's almost like, you know, you're on a long drive, and then you just move your one S cheek a little bit, and you feel you got a couple more hours in it. You know what I mean? You just do, you can just, a subtle little movement, but it really goes a long way. You know, oh, I can, I can get to Albuquerque now. I, I can keep on. You know? So it's sort of, it's really can be unnoticed, but its influence will be every second of every day. It may not be pouring a super blissful, multi-million dollar spiritual lottery on you, but what happens is you'll travel lighter over every second of every day. You know, you know, like one of the first big heists where they did with computers, 
these guys broke into the computers of the big banks and they just they stole like a quarter of a penny over every transaction and when it was accumulated they had ripped off quite a lot no one noticed it because it was so small yeah this is sort of what it's like you just you're traveling lighter as the new foundation yeah it's winning the lottery but getting paid out very slowly very slowly exactly exactly it's just it's just it's it's all you really wanted really all you really wanted was a little relief we had a lot of ideas of how that should happen and how it should look and those what have to be discarded because they'll just try to make it into something but basically if you've got a real consumer's eye you'll realize I'm satisfied (laughs) I might as well keep entertaining (laughs) because the mind's going to entertain something it doesn't it is for sure it can entertain you know I only have 500 friends on Facebook or I can entertain the spaciousness of the sky which one produces a better effect in you you may like the latter you know and there you go you become what you've been looking for or the seeker is the sort or all these weird cryptic statements they always say the open secret how can it be a secret if it's open exactly the gateless gate how could it be a gate without a gate (laughs) exactly you're all attempting to imply it's so you you're not noticing it because you're looking (laughs) Ah. (laughs) I know it seems like fucking a bitch it's like the smallest little smallest little calibration it's not like a huge correction. It's a super. It's it's not even a correction because the whole the whole thing is seemingly so. It's never happened. <laughs> You've never been fucked ever. You know. So it's not even. It's this very small little problem that begets itself through everything else. It's not even a problem. Yeah. If you see it from the solution, it's not actually. It's never happened. All it is, it's appearing to happen. It's like life is going on and there's a saran wrap with like invisible hieroglyphics your mental state puts on it and then you see it your own fucking way. They're out to get me or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just insane. So it's like, let's say you've had, if you had once wrap a saran wrap, you know saran wrap, clear like plastic, you'd still be seeing but you, you know, would distort your looking, yeah? Let's say, put 15, <laughs> you still still say, I'm seeing... But, you know, it's pretty fucking, like, aquarium, you know, and maybe 50. So now you're still, oh, I'm still seeing, but really, you're just based on on past, really. You're just making up things about what you're seeing and feeling, tasting. You're not even living anymore. That's what it's sort of like, the bondage itself. So entertaining other possibilities, the saran wrap, you won't get there and pull them off. And no one else is going to pull them off. They'll just like a snake's skin molting. They'll just start sloughing off, and you'll see you new. Yeah. As as most the most ordinary, obvious thing in the world, you know, like oh yeah, like start there. This is a place that's a much different launching pad than the mental launching pad which is constantly traveling in past and future. This launching pad is now. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yep, that's it, I guess.